Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover Podcast. You have your tantalizing trio, me, Jerry, Diane, and Clarissa. How are you guys doing this week? All good. Just finished implant training today. Um, but yeah, all good. The week has just started, so let's see what this week entails. What about you two? Diane, want to go first? Um, yeah, I'm fine. This is just the last week of annual leave, really. So wrapping up um, the rest, I guess, before going back for the final stretch. Mm. You must be, honestly, you must be overjoyed that this is the final stretch and the countdown can truly begin. Oh my God, 100%. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of gone very fast all of a sudden. I can um, imagine. But I'm relieved that I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm relieved they're finishing, shall I say, yeah. I don't blame um, you. I'm so happy for you, I can't lie. Like... I know we say it all the time, but watching you go through this course, the end is nigh. That is the <laughs> saying, right? Yeah. Um, crazy. Crazy. But yeah, yeah, but no, I'm okay. I'm literally plodding along, literally waddling along. I am huge. <laughs> um, my sisters take the mick out of me and tell me that my feet don't touch, my toes don't touch the ground anymore because my feet are that swollen. That is um, so funny. But no, not long to go. But it's getting a bit daunting. Trying to get last minute bits done and keep things as calm as possible. Uh Honestly, uh I don't know how women do it and just do this back to back to back to back because it's a lot. (laughs) Jesus. I was going to say, do you feel like the swelling on your feet as well or you don't notice it, you don't really feel it? Um... I think it's just because you swell everywhere. Like, I don't even notice it anymore because, like, my fingers will swell, my parts of my face will swell. I'll just suddenly be, like, all puffy and then half an hour later it'll disappear. It's just, it's very strange. <laughs> so oh. it just kind of is what it is. But no, not but long you're excited as well, though. The end is the, it's, it's near for you as well. It is near. I'm just scared. Like, I'm actually going to be accountable for someone. I can barely take care of myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you've housed him all this time. So I'm sure when he comes out, you'll be you'll be able. Yeah. God willing. But I'm also, I can't lie. I, I feel like I haven't complained much or at all during this pregnancy up until like last week. Like I've never wanted to be back in my normal body so much because stuff like sleeping like even just normal stuff like sleeping has just become so uncomfortable that quite common towards the end of your pregnancy you become quite fed up and I think especially once you hit basically term which is like mm. six, six to eight, seven weeks you tend to just want the baby out yeah like I don't get me wrong I'm happy for him to stay until his due date but I also want him out like his ev- eviction notice is definitely coming out soon yeah uh, if you want the baby to come be active so let me sit my bum down because I've been doing too much as it is no. <laughs> the more active you are the more you'll induce labour yeah. so let's see guys I mean, you never know next week's episode I may be here with baby in my arms but literally <laughs> honestly we'll see what happens 
but no that's pretty much it it's literally just baby season now like I'm counting down the days plodding along making sure things are done trying not to stress and remain as calm as possible but that's pretty much been my week this is so exciting though seriously (sighs) for both of you boy I'm excited but I can't wait but I'm also just as scared but no it'll be fine but like Diane honestly it's like you know that that feeling of knowing that you finished uni you never have to you never have to step in that place again you never have to do Mm. another assignment as much as as much as we keep saying it nursing is an ongoing course that me an ongoing profession that we Mm. have to do these things but honestly I'm so proud of you that you've come to the end thank you gosh definitely Honestly, God has been my strength, literally. literally. So, I just want to finish well, finish strong. Definitely. Love that, finish strong, 100%. Then, yeah, just on to the next chapter of life. Exactly. No one can, no one at all can take away, take it away from you or anything like that. So, exactly. it's all good in the hood. And this is your work, so you need to be really satisfied and have, like, just happy with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Uh, I'm just, yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, cool. Should we get cracking into the into into today's topic? Dum dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> um. So today's topic. I'm not sure how many people have seen this, but there has been current talks, and alliances have been made. I don't know if even alliances is the right word to use. <laughs> However, um. This well, yeah. This talks about hiring unemployed Kenyan nurses directly from Kenya to come and essentially work here in the UK, uh, get a uh, work here in the UK alongside us, which it sounds great and everything. And I think it's a great option. But like I was saying to the girls, my only question is, why just Kenyans? Mm. This might just be my own naivety because I didn't know that the UK had such an alliance, but then, in conversations, as we all know, the Commonwealth is still there, regardless of people having their independence and that. But, you know, this we still have ties to these places. Why is it just one country? Is it something that we, we're going to see them start to do with other places in the Commonwealth? Or what do you guys think? I'll let you go first, Dan. Um, so... Reading the article, this is a new alliance and it's called the Kenya-UK Health Alliance. Mm. The whole point of it is bringing together the UK and Kenyan institutions, so universities, teaching hospitals, cooperating together to create health partnerships. Mm. Um, And one of the flagship partnerships in this Kenya-UK Health Alliance is improving on cancer treatment. Mm. Um, So they're going to be, I think, linking Kenyatta University Teaching Research and Referral Hospital with University of Manchester Christie NHS Foundation Trust and I think the whole point is to improve the prevention and management of cancer in Kenya and kind of promote cancer as a regional hub for cancer treatment so the way I see is it's kind of picking one stable African country Mm -hmm. to be the flagship for cancer and having like you know like you know like a exchange system yeah. where we're going to come and help you if you give us this. Whereas so I feel like Kenya have kind of bargained in the sense of um, we need the support, but while you give us that support, help us by employing our 
citizens. Yeah, and also teaching them because yeah. you le- you learn skills and things that we do here, which I think can be utilised everywhere. The same way if we were to go there, there's also skills and stuff that we would use. But I know it's not that sort of exchange. Do you get what yeah. I mean? But I look at it more like, for example, to me, health is universal. Yeah. Like, yeah. numbers are the same. The parameters are the same. If anything, we just have less money or more money. But mm-hmm. everything is the same. And I feel like in other countries, they actually work harder than we do. And though we work hard, I think because they have less to work with, they're mm-hmm. doing more with little. Yeah. So I think they'll be an asset to us here. Um, because they'll teach us a different way of working they might show us something that we have not used or seen before and maybe at the same time they'll be able to gain additional qualifications on top of their already nursing degrees that they've got definitely and I agree with everything that you're saying because I think it'll be a benefit to Kenya and also it'll be a big benefit here because as we already know nursing has a huge shortfall of nurses and if not if if not anything else covid has really taken a lot of people out yeah and i'm not saying that as in you know death as in people are (laughs) people are tired and burnt out Mm. and are looking for new things to do because they can't keep killing themselves for work no i also like the fact as you were explaining dan that you know it's there's a transaction going on sort of thing. And I wasn't aware of the uh, cancer department that they had there. Um, so that actually sounds really cool, to be honest. Sounds like a good thing. It sounds like a good and fair transaction, I would say. Definitely, because also look at the skills that, you know, that people can learn from here. And also skills that people, um, that the Kenyans would also bring over to the UK. Like Diane Definitely. said other places work a lot harder than we do like not saying that we don't work no. hard at all but we have things at our tips yeah like I've heard stories of people saying that you know if you've got a cannula if, if a family have paid for a cannula for a sick relative you have to make sure that cannula gets in there's no this oh we're gonna try we're gonna try pricking you a few times before we get it in no you've got one cannula you've got you get your cannula in and that's it do you get what I mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they probably would use our Jira initiative to kind of just use the resources that they've got there instead of having the luxury of choosing what they what they can use. Definitely, you know? definitely. So that's really that's really essential to, and especially in nursing as a job, like as a whole, in nursing you need to use your initiative. Mm-hmm. So they definitely will be able to, you know, transfer the skills over and kind of show us the ways. Definitely. No, I, I, agree I agree. Like I was saying to I was saying to the girls beforehand that my only issue, like I think it's a great thing, and you know, the more the merrier. Let's try it and see how it works. Yeah. My only issue is I don't want it to be like the Windrush stage all over again, and yes. that people in like 30, 40, 50, 60 years time are going to end up being deported because what's the point? They need to implement something, and you know what? Now that you said that. I'm really wondering, has has anyone even questioned that? I would love to know if so- anyone has questioned or used Windrush as an example and whether they're actually implementing things um, legally to prevent this from occurring again. 
I'm actually intrigued and I, I just wonder if it's actually popped up in their head. Yeah, because I think it would be a big detriment for all these people to come over and, you know, things like status and stuff like that isn't sorted. It's yeah, like, so- why would you bring us here if you're just going to do the most back? Or, and if it's not to us, it's to our family members. Yeah. Because and for you all know we what? know, the people that yeah, are coming over could, could be similar ages to us, like within our 20s, but they could also be between like their 30s and 40s. In 40, roughly, say like in 40 years' time, again, I'm not speaking ill on anyone, but for all we know, that person could have passed and they've got a whole family here and everything. Mm. And then now the government's saying that, you know, they're not part of it, that they've got to go back to Kenya. God, imagine. Yeah. That would I be mean, disgusting. Because this has only just come to light 29th of July. So it's a relatively new mm-hmm. new thing, shall we say. Yeah. And so basically they're saying that the next three months when I think information is going to come out in regards to visas, um, mm-hmm. eligibility, who can apply, how many people are going to come um in that sense so I feel like it's one of those things we're gonna have to like keep an eye on it and see what does happen yeah and I mean there's a total of 894 Kenyans in the NHS at the moment across England and they say that Kenyans are the 30th largest nationality group in the NHS already wait you say 800,000 or or just 894 I feel like that there would be more. Well, well, the ones that have ticked where they're that from. They're Kenyan. Okay, fair enough. Um, and yeah, so it's one of the 30th largest nationality groups in the NHS. Mm. So there's already a good amount of people in the, in the healthcare service already, mm-hmm. which is nice and good to know. Um, and I think it's good for them to bring African nurses in a sense that we already have Filipinos and we have Italians and we have Spanish and we have Portuguese. Mm. Why not bring African nurses? I think it strengthens the alliance that they say they already have. Yeah. Uh, And I think it kind of shows, I mean, well, I won't say show because it's the the Kenyan president who asks for them to take the nurses, but I guess them receiving them is a good start in increasing that partnership mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd like to think that nurses in Kenya don't just nurse to come here yeah like there is something they actually want to do yeah because what I'm imagining now is what if people who are employed now decide well I'm going to become unemployed so I can apply for the scheme and go true but then I think there's going to be like um there have to be a selection process because you can't just use a blanket term and say all the unemployment, I mean, all, all the unemployed nurses of Kenya or healthcare workers are going to come to the UK. Because mm. then, like you said, anyone could be like, yeah, I'm just quitting my job. I'm not unemployed. So let me go to the UK. Yeah. Exactly. So I definitely think it's something that they'll look at. But like you said, this has only really come out from the 29th of July, 2021. So it's very recent. It's probably, it's literally like last week. Um, so there is so much scope and so much things that they need to do to it. But mm. overall, I think it's a great thing because like you said, if this starts, 
like if this works out really well and starts working well for the UK and Kenya how many other African countries could they do this for Mm. and I'm not just saying that because we're African but in general if you're doing this across the board in other places why not so also for our people Mm, for sure definitely because you get nurses from everywhere and like you said healthcare is um what was the word why have I gone blank see this is pregnancy brain right here (laughs) um I want to say healthcare is international but that's not the word you used no you're right as in as in health health is like it's the same everywhere I don't know yeah but like health is universal that's yeah. it. Health is universal and wherever you go, you can only hope to be treated the exact same way you would wherever and be treated up to the world-class standard that everywhere seems to say they give. So how could that not change? for every- How could that not be the norm for everyone? Mm-hmm. Unless, like, you know, nursing and healthcare is not what you want to do and you want a free pass. And sadly, we know that's what some people do to get to where they want to be. But I don't want people to be tarnished with that brush or for that to come up. But no, I think overall it's a great alliance and this is just the start of something beautiful. I just Mm, hope hope so. Yeah, I just hope that they utilise this and think thoroughly how they want to play this. I agree. I actually do agree. And and I think also they should probably just open up with different countries as well and form this alliance too. Obviously, they need to still check and see if this goes to plan. Mm-hmm. Because if anything, like, like Dan was saying, places other places do work harder than we do. Like if you speak yeah. to other nurses who come from abroad, they can do a lot more when mm-hmm. they first qualify than we can. Like mm-hmm. without de-skilling or making it sound like student nurses are not are not great or like new qualified nurses are not great but it's kind of like to some extent um that we sometimes can be perceived as glorified healthcare with glorified healthcare assistants mm. because for example oh, yeah. when we qualified you couldn't mm. do IVs you couldn't do cannulations you couldn't do a few anything <laughs> yeah like everything had to be signed off again. I know they've changed. They've changed our nursing syllabus, so I think it's the nurses from this year that who qualify that will be able to cannulate, read ECGs and things like that. But even that alone yeah. is creating a divide between the team. Mm. I'm not saying that we need to remain stagnant or anything like that because I'm all for progression. But then, how are you going to upskill the stuff that you have got to be able to compete with those nurses that are coming out of uni? fresh out the womb with these skills um how would you compete you said well yeah because think about it if you're applying for a job despite the experience that you've got as like a seasoned nurse in terms of what you can do if you're if in uni you've been trained you you leave uni being trained to catheterize um do venipuncture and cannulation mm. do your ivs and certain other things and alongside reading ecgs you technically may have more skills than the other than the nurse who's been qualified for a certain amount of years that doesn't have those skills no i completely agree i agree with what you're saying but i'm just going to play the devil's advocate but mm. 
wouldn't you still want someone with a few years experience more more experience on the shop floor than someone that's just qualified with those skills oh 100 percent. don't get me wrong but i'm what i'm like my main thing the reason i brought it up is because when we look at the nurses that come from abroad yeah and like we look at what we qualify with or what we do a lot of them have been doing this for ages, ages. in their in their home yeah. in their home countries and could do it with their eyes closed Literally. whereas you know we're here learning how to do little bits here and there to be signed off x y and z don't get me wrong because those those nurses will also have to be signed off but they can actually do those skills yeah and i think that's what i'm thinking that with this alliance not just for Kenya. I'm like, I know I'm very forward thinking this because it's only just been spoken about, but I think it will also help us in terms of the skills that we are willing to learn. Mm. Because, yeah. for example, I'm not sure, I, well, I can only speak for myself. So when you when I work with other nurses from elsewhere and I can see that they can do certain skills, I'm more than happy to learn, but I'm not doing anything out of my room. Do not get me wrong but you want to know like the rationale and how it's been done and like their their own reasons for why they're doing it the way they're doing it. Yeah. Just like anything, if we were, if we were if the three of us were to write an essay on one thing, we would all write it differently. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, I guess I'm using that same kind of logic to think that, to, to bring about that this alliance, even though it's just the beginning, as we've seen what it's done for other for other cultures and other mm. countries, I think it'll be a blessing to Africa as a whole. I think it was. I completely agree with that, to be honest. So, like, I, I really, really hope that this is something that does come to fruition and does end up working out well, because why not? You're giving people a new life and the chance to come and work abroad the same way if one of us or whoever wanted to go and work in like UAE or anywhere there's going to be things that will entice you in why not the world's your oyster yeah the world is definitely your oyster I'm just uh, you know what I'm also worried as well I'm just worried they're not just bringing them in just for COVID now because I actually feel like we would benefit a lot more with them being here because of the skills that they'll have because of the knowledge that they'll have mm-hmm. and i just hope this is not a short-term thing like i hope this is more of a long-term plan and long-term scheme rather than just because of covid well the way i look at it is mm. you know covid is now going to become like the you know like a flu that you can catch mm-hmm. Kill you or be mild, moderate, like it would be one of those things. So, the way I look at the plan, I don't think it's a COVID measure because if it was, they wouldn't be releasing the dates in October when they can come, like for like things like that. I feel like it'd be like an imminent emergency and they would have probably got them in now or before that makes sense, right? Yeah, so I feel like it's it's a longer term plan, it's not just COVID. But I think yeah. them them recruiting these nurses highlights the need for our workforce to be stronger here. Yes. Definitely. Um and I also think that the government or whoever's in charge of of NHS, maybe that's Saji Javid now, they need to look deeper into why can't we retain staff here 
why do we need to why do we need to take other stuff? I mean, it's a good thing, but why do we need to? It's not almost to question why they need to have an answer. Um, and even when these when these nurses do come, what kind of quality of life are they going to have? Yeah. Although in Kenya they're unemployed, but their quality of life might be better. Yeah. You know? No, I like, I agree with that. That makes complete sense as well. Is it gonna be There's, worth their while coming here? Or is it or is it not, really? Yeah. I think it. I get Dan's point. I think it. I. I actually think it will, though. I mean, yeah, it's true. Would it? No, I think it will. I think majority of it will will be a benefit. For, I think it's a benefit for both ways, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like you have to want to. You have one. You have to want to leave where you are to like do something new, not just because of unemployment. Yeah, and you have to be willing to say, "I'm leaving." I'm leaving Ghana or I'm leaving China, I'm leaving the Philippines, I'm leaving Kenya, I'm leaving the States and I want to go and see somewhere else. Which is a big decision because like I was saying, even if there's even if they try and put age limits onto it, if you've got a family already, can your yeah. family come with you? Yeah, that's another question I was gonna ask. What 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 are the um the fine lines? What's the fine print? What's gonna be provided and protected? So I've just had like a bit of like research. So if you're an overseas nurse migrating to come to the UK, mm-hmm. um, they have to basically, if you want to come off you have your family members who are dependents, they can come with them on their work visa. So if either um, if it's your husband, wife or partner, your fiance, um, your child under 18, a parent or a relative who you provide long-term care for. Um so these people need to have their birth certificate, passports, tuberculosis certificate, their UK visa, and a flight ticket fee. Um, also, I know that it also says that these Kenyan nurses, when they're coming here, have to undertake an IELTS training, and that's their English proficiency exam. Yeah, but that's standard for, like, anyone. Yeah, anyone. Abroad, yeah no? but they have to pay for that. That's what I mean. That's a cost. Are you being serious? So, See, I think that's cheeky. That yeah, that, that really then, made my head I think, turn. I was I like, think what? For me, what is the bit that I find a bit insulting is they're coming to support the healthcare system here. Yeah. But they have to pay an immigration healthcare surcharge so they could use the healthcare system. Say that again? Yeah. Um, so the healthcare surcharge fee is £1,200 for each family member. But then you're coming to come and work for the NHS. Now, I don't know if it's still... I'm going to have a look if it's still um, in place now. But that's that was basically the kind of finances required. But see, for me, this, this then makes me think... I don't know what the exchange rate is in Kenya, um, but I'm thinking, like, from, like... My background is Ghanaian, so I can really, really talk about that. Do you know what type of money that they, they're talking about? People may not have this. I don't have that. Uh, what? That's a year. And imagine if there's like five of you in your immediate family. This is the surcharge I have to pay. I'm guessing it's a one-time payment, but that's a lot of money. But then saying no, that, that's I also, not right. I also know like 
doctors that I've worked with that have paid for like their own immigration stuff for themselves and their families. And, you know, there's no guarantee you're truly going to get status to stay in the UK. No. But you're going to spend a fortune to try. This, this is, the more I'm here, I'm so conflicted now. Like, first it sounded like such a fair and welcoming transaction. And now with all this fine print, it's it's okay, it's so, a bit unfair. So from what they've now said, so this was this was now updated. Hold on. Um, this is the most up to date information on gov.uk. So those that don't need to pay this um healthcare surcharge mm-hmm. are if you're a health and care worker and you're applying for a health and care worker visa. Okay, right? that makes sense. But that's the but, that's the only person in it. But I'm assuming that anyone else who is coming would have to pay. So I think if you're coming as the dependent, I think you'd be expected to pay a charge. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'll just clock that. So they're actually talking about the individual. Mm-hmm. So say if I took out a health and social care visa, those under it will still have to pay, even though it's under a health visa. Say that again. So are you talking about the individual itself? So say if I applied and I've taken out a health and social care a health care visa, a healthcare mm-hmm. visa to work, those in my work visa, will they have to pay then? They will say they're coming with you, but they would need. To, I think they need to pay to use the, the NHS. Service. Yeah. Oh. So you don't, but they do. <sighs> that's so mad. I mean, but then you have to do it. That's what I've. That's what I've understood. Here. That's what I've understood from what you said as well. So basically, um, for example, so if you are four hundred and seventy pound per year. For visa and immigration applicants who are under the age of 18 at the time. Um, and then it would be like 624 per year for all other visa immigration applications. So, for example, they said it would be £3,120 for a five year visa. Um, and then they've got another one that says it's £470 per year for a student or youth mobility scheme visa. For, so, for example, for a two year visa, it would be £940. So, there you go. It's not easy. I'm actually gobsmacked, but I'm I'm not shocked because look at where we live. Look at look at like look at this country. It's, it, I'm annoyed because it did. Oh, that it sounded too good to be true, and now you're reading it. Yeah, I'm not surprised now as well. But it's it's. I don't get me wrong. I think this the even the thoughts of this scheme i still think it's great yes 100%, and definitely. it's going to make changes to people's lives big time however when you hear like the fine prints and things like this this is what's going to make it difficult for people to truly come this is it yeah this is it because if i'm unemployed I can't afford, you know, 1K for each of my family members to come. But mm-hmm. then this is why, you know, you get a lot of people that it's just the one person that comes first and then yeah. they do what they come to be able to bring their family over. Yes. It is usually like that, isn't it? I've not seen them. I've not seen 
many come with the family at the moment, to be fair as well. Yeah, I think the only way you can come is if you both have good jobs. Yeah. yeah. So if you can guarantee you're going to get sponsorship from a company here, then you can come knowing you're going to walk into a job. Yeah. Or you might find that some people come as a couple and they leave their kids back home and yeah. then they bring them slowly. One, not one each year or one every six months, according to their finances. And also don't forget the application process. Yeah. It takes, it takes eight weeks for them to make a decision. That's not bad. Actually, I thought it was going to take months. No. So usually within eight weeks, it could even be faster. It's not so bad. that could I happen. The money. But it's the money. Yeah. And yeah. if you were to look at exchange rates at a certain place, well, exchange rates everywhere... That is a lot of money for for people to fork out for one person. Oh yeah, definitely. And then, and also don't forget that these people are coming here. So back home in our African countries, we buy land, we build our house, and it's our house. Yeah. Yeah. Here you pay rent to a landlord, you pay for gas, you pay for electricity, you pay for water, you have to buy food, you're taxed on your money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we it's a lot harder here. And yeah, policy of us. In our African countries, they look at us over here and think we're living life. But we're not. So much more fucky. Whereas over there, like I said, they buy their land, they build their houses, stairs. Even like, if you think about it, um, I saw an article about something like this. We live off credit here. Yes, yes. So, you know, the, for, even for example, like the phones that we get, those expensive phones we buy off credit because like you either you know either you've got a contract or some sort of contract even if you buy the phone outright you've got some sort of contract for like your minutes your text your data xyz whereas in other places you buy the phone outright and you have a pay as you go chip and top it up as you go along and that works for you exactly so like the, like diane saying so like quality of life and all that jazz it's very different now i think if you don't if you haven't been around that it's very hard to adjust to that because all mm-hmm. of a sudden all the money that you're making that you're thinking you're going to be able to send back and do xyz with probably won't you won't be able to much not as much as for it's it's gonna it's 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 just gonna be a shock to the system, I guess. And like I said, it's just a different way of living. And I think, I think probably if they if they're having high expectations and thinking they're probably going to be sending loads of money home, I think that will be the most disheartening reality for them to face. How much the expenses are in this country, even food shopping, for example, like. Basic accommodation, like if you live in London and you want one bedroom, sorry, excuse me, wow, um, want one <laughs> bedroom, and I'm not saying like a one bedroom flat or anything, just a bedroom in a shared multiple occupancy, you could easily be spending like a good five, six, seven, eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. Depending on the area, whether it covers bills, they may not even cover bills, and what your, how much is your salary going to be? One five, depends. one six, one seven, one eight. And depends. I mean, come. are you talking about if they start off as a band five, or do you think they're going to have to start off as a band three, band no, four? Five nurses, they'll be band fives. They'll be like Filipinos. 
but then they can't because of like Practice their Oscars and away. stuff. They're gonna have they will usually be paid as like band three before they've passed, and the NMC have given them their pin. Yeah. Wow. So another question that I guess is raised is who's gonna support these 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 staff? Exactly. Emotionally. Because it's going to be a big change from what they're used to to here. And I'm not just like saying that weather wise or anything like that, but <laughs> it's a big change. Like the way we live here is very different. Yeah. But then this is where I guess pe- people build their own sense of community. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but you just hope that the people that you've come with, to some extent will have your back unless you have family here already but you can't that, that's not guaranteed it's, I mean yeah that that would be disheartening for them to come all the way here and then not have that backup that more support and it, it, it's hard and nursing I mean any healthcare professional role is is a hard it's, it's, a, it's mentally taxing so they're going to need that support Definitely. And then do what to leave all your family behind, your friends behind, for even your family, living. like your yeah. your immediate family, is like your husband or your wife and your kids, your parents. It's a big that's it's a, a it's a big change. On that note, I mean another question that would I would actually like to ask, um, with COVID and with the change in society and how we're living, and if they are coming all the way here i mean they should probably get they should probably receive some counseling maybe during the first six months to see how they're settling in you know i mean they gotta look after the well-being of their especially they're bringing in new nurses i think it can be offered it's just whether people actually take it yeah because i'm also thinking like i mean not to be stereotypical but yeah. the African response to counseling is zero Men- yeah and they might tell you I've seen worse like I've seen people have no money and die who don't treat yeah. them so your trauma what what you expect to be traumatizing for them may not be for example yeah so I kind of feel like it's an element of the health and well-being team they go to has to be aware that these are new starters like any other new starter is mm-hmm. and the country and they're going to need to be orientated maybe in a different way. But I feel like you can't impart, you, you need to go counselling. So they may not need it. I feel like it has, the door has to be open. If you want it, it's there. But I don't expect people to just say they want it. Me, yeah, no. No, I get you. I mean, not counselling per se for trauma. I mean, just counselling, just see how they're like settling in. But... No, I think you're right. I think it will put, more people will be more inclined if it, if it was more of a choice rather than you need to go sort of thing. Yeah. And then this, people, yeah. And I think this is where the whole sense of community, like, because um, I can speak about like my own colleagues who have come from like the Philippines and stuff like that. They come in cohorts and a lot of them, their cohorts are their families, regardless how long they've been here for. As mm-hmm. much as they'll make friends and meet people X, Y, Z, the people that you come with, who stay literally become your family 
So even if it's not just like the specific well identified well being person, they find their ways of coping and what works for them and what soothes them because altogether they know what they've been through. Yes. I I get that. That's, I mean, that's true. Yeah. But no, overall, it sounds great. But all these, there's so much stuff that they truly need to look into and solve first before even considering bringing anyone here because I don't want to, I personally, I, I wouldn't want it to be detrimental to anyone. Yeah. And there's so many loopholes at the moment even though this only came out last week, there's so many loopholes and little and cracks at the moment that need to be ironed out. Well, I guess if we have questions to ask, I'm pretty sure I'm hoping it's been raised already to them. Hmm. This government, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be <laughs> awesome. That's all I can say. I would say like, if there's any nurses who listen to us abroad in Kenya, um, would love to hear from you and find out are you going to apply um, I, do you think you'll be eligible do you think you won't um, you know how do you feel about the opportunity that's been opened up has it been publicised a lot is there a lot of demand amongst you as colleagues back home and yeah like what? how do you feel what will it mean for you and your future and your family definitely actually it will be interesting to actually see and compare the scheme for the and they have in the Philippines and the Kenya one as well. It'll be good to see whether it will be the same or slightly different and why. And whether that whether people have been told about it and like yeah. whether it's something you actually want to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. However, we have not I'm not trying to change the subject, anything like that, but we do have a little something coming out. As you guys know, a while back we reached 500 followers on Instagram. And we thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Those of you who have been riding with us from the beginning. Um, yeah, we want to say a big thank you. So we will be having a giveaway. So please watch this space. Um, hopefully it's things that you like and would like to win. I can't lie. It's I would. <laughs> it's very useful things for healthcare for those who work in healthcare or are nurses you can't go wrong really definitely not mm-hmm. but I think I think we're done for this week guys what do you think yeah I would say echoing what Gigi said yeah look out for the 500 followers giveaway post enter tag do what you need to do, follow all the instructions and we can't wait to gift someone the lovely prize definitely so until next week guys hopefully baby wouldn't have come for no. um <laughs> but yeah but until next week guys we hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you like diane said if you're a nurse who if you're a nurse in Kenya who's been told about this scheme and has thoughts that you know you want to participate, please hit us up because we'd love to have a chat with you just to find out what it's like from someone else's point of view because we're yeah. only speaking from here in the UK. And in the same way, if you're a nurse who comes from abroad anyway, I'd well, I definitely, I know definitely for me, I'd love to pick your brains and find out how how was that change, how was that transition mm. to come and work here in the UK and 
is it is here a place that you think you see yourself staying long term or is this just like a transient part of your life that you feel like you will continue going elsewhere mm-hmm. I agree so until next week guys take care share like subscribe feel free to hit us up privately on our personal instagram pages or you can hit us up on the group the group pages which is at the nursing handover podcast for instagram you can hit us up via email which our email address is at the nursing handover at gmail.com i was about to get it wrong but <laughs> right there and you can also hit us up on twitter at the underscore handover so until next week guys take care stay safe live life <laughs> kick back and relax stay, stay safe guys bye